Um, if you're visiting, we are making our way through the only one way to finish through Galatians. I won't recap because towards the end of the service, in about 20 minutes, we're going to have a moment that connects to my third point. I'm going to make three points about the doorway in which the Spirit works in our lives through the five verses of Galatians chapter 3. We are working our way verse by verse through the book of Galatians. Pastor Joel taught last weekend and, um, and, and spoke about, for I no longer live, but Christ that lives in me, for I've been crucified with Christ. The most profound verse that radically, Radically, I, was, I wanted to preach that verse so much. It's the verse I meditate on and I live on because I know that to live any sort of Christian life, I've got to die. If I don't die, I become a better husband when I die. I become a better father when I die to myself. And the tyranny of selfishness is eradicated from my own life. And we're on that journey to destroy the false self of who we are and to experience the true self that is Christ risen within our lives. And knowing Christ's power and strength. So I think we can draw three points out of these five verses. And the first point is, it's really what Paul is saying is, you foolish Galatians. Isn't it amazing how foolish we can be? Have you ever done, who has bewitched you? Who has hexed you? Who has put a spell on you? Who has come and you believed one thing and they've come and done their, their magic with you and suddenly, rather than putting your trust in the presence and the power, the living work of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are now putting your trust in the law and in, in commandments and fulfilling these rites and rituals and you're going back to the old way and you trying to finish the race in your foolish way, which is in your own strength. You would be mistaken to try and live your Christian life in your own strength and your own power and your own wisdom. The true power of the Christian faith is lived through the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. When we allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, to be with us, Paul will now mention the Holy Spirit 16 times in the final chapters. So we will be finishing next week this series. I'll be finishing it off before Advent. And then we'll be picking it up. And that is really 16 times he mentions the power and the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. You foolish Galatians who has bewitched you. Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. He's hoping that even in their foolishness, he can bring them back to their senses and wake up to their, their nonsense that they're stepping into. I've got a great mother-in-law, but she does do some foolish things. I'll be honest with you. She, um, uh, the, one of the funniest things is she was choosing a pair of glasses uh, at, down at, you know, uh, Specsavers or... Uh, a shop. And you know, the glasses shops have this big tag put on them so people don't steal the glasses, right? And the frames. So there's a big plastic tag. She was trying them on, trying them on. And then after a while, she walked out the shop and she went shopping for an hour and a half around the town. And after a while, an hour and a half, she looked into the shop window and she noticed that she was wearing a pair of glasses from the glasses shop and that there's a massive tag sticking out. <laughs> 
If you know my mother-in-law, she started to laugh to herself and began to laugh uncontrollably. So she ran to a phone box, yes, an English red phone box, got inside of it and picked up the phone and pretended she was talking to somebody so she could laugh as hard as possible. (laughs) Meanwhile, while this plastic thing was sticking out of her, she, of course, returned the glasses. A friend of mine locked his car on a nice hot summer's day locked his car and noticed that he'd left his car keys in those days when you could do this inside his car. He's panicked. He called the AA, the equivalent to the BCAA, which is our rescue service for our cars. So the yellow van of Britain turned up, the fourth emergency service, and he goes, oh, I've locked my keys in the car. It's terrible. Can you help me? And so the guy said, please don't wreck my locks. Please don't smash my windows. Can you get in? And the AA or BCAA guy walked around again and again, kept looking. He said, yes, sir, I really do believe I can help you without smashing your windows or wrecking your doors. Oh, that's fantastic. How are you going to do this? Well, I'm just going to put my hand through this open window and I'm going to (laughs) pull... How foolish you are, Galatians. You think you need to go through all of these details. You think you need to be circumcised. You think circumcision will give you salvation. You think if you move forward in this way by following the law, Paul is distraught here. He is agonizing. Why is he agonizing? Because he knows that it has implications for the judgment day if they reject, if they reject the salvation by the grace of God in Christ Jesus. He is distraught. And what he wants to say to them, You do not finish the Christian faith in your own power. You finish the Christian faith in in the power of the Spirit. And the only way to live a successful Christian life and to be successful is to finish the race, running the race with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit within your life. But let me make three statements about doors which... Paul is alluding to in this scripture. You foolish Galatians who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. You cannot receive the presence and the power of the Spirit except through the work and the grace of the cross. You see, the cross is the doorway to the life of the Spirit. Because without the work of the cross, without the blood of Jesus being shed, and we don't often speak about the blood of Jesus, but when, because it's in today's society, it seems uh, distasteful, and I understand that, but let me explain it. Without all that Christ achieved by being the sacrifice for the sin of this world, and by laying down his life and giving his life for you and me, where we deserve judgment, Christ came and took our judgment took the wrath, showed the love of God and gave up the ghost by shedding his blood on the cross. That gives us the way of salvation within our lives. And he's saying, Galatians, Galatians, why are you trying to do it any other way except the doorway of the cross? 
Because the doorway of the cross, you leave your old life behind. The doorway of the cross, you leave who you once were and you become a new creation and you are born again and you're born of the Spirit because God gives a deposit of heaven within your heart. Not just heaven, but the presence of the Holy Spirit within your heart and you become a believer who is filled with God's power. Because if you try and connect with God's Spirit any other way apart from the cross, the very presence of the Shekinah glories we know from the Old Testament will burn somebody up. It is, it is a glorious presence of God's power. It is the glorious presence of God's wonderful majesty and his brooding presence of a cloud and a fire of which God has now placed within the believer's life and the doorway to that spirit-filled life is only through the work and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Paul goes, what are you doing? You think you're going to get it through the law? You think you're going to get it? Have you not witnessed? Have you not seen a portrayal of Jesus on the cross? Have you not realized it? Or have you become foolish? Have you become somebody that walks around town with a tag on your head? Have you somebody that thinks my keys are locked in and I've got to go through all of these contortions when it's an open window, an open passage through to the presence of God through the cross? That's why sin is so important that we deal with the power of sin in our lives. Because although we receive salvation through the cross and the deposit of the Spirit, every believer We all need to pause and say, yes, I am willing to deal with the sinfulness in my life. You see, what sin does, it's a great disruptor. When we allow resentment, when we allow anger, when we allow frustration, when we allow bitterness, it affects our spiritual walk. When we allow ourselves to be consumed by lust, when we allow ourselves to be consumed by, by other negative sinful emotions, and we allow those to rule our lives and to dominate our thoughts and our actions, what happens? Sin disrupts our beautiful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why confession is so important. That we deal with our issues systematically, consistently, keeping a short list between us and God, allowing those strongholds, those footholds, those deceptions, those lies to be broken in our lives. Because if we do not deal with those things, they can wreak havoc. It's like a computer being unplugged and you're trying to run on the battery, you can only go so long until that lack of connection to God's spirit runs down your battery and your spiritual life goes black and suddenly the screen has gone down. Your internal battery will only carry you so far, but it's a living relationship with the spirit that makes the difference. And Paul makes it clear, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified Therefore, you do not need anything else. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, by your hard work, by your sitting on the treadmill of religion, by doing all the righteous things, by working so hard, or by believing what you heard? You see, 
The door of the Spirit is when we believe what we hear. And when we hear the truth and believe it, the Spirit comes and works within us. And and He works because we're not just going, oh, that's an interesting piece of information. Oh gosh, that's good. A little bit of theological knowledge. No, it's more than just having a little bit of theological knowledge, you know. It's about having faith and belief in the words that God has spoken through the Scriptures. And when you have the faith in the scriptures and belief in it, and faith comes, it is another doorway by which the Holy Spirit works in our lives. Peter turned up at Cornelius' house. And as he turned up at Cornelius' house, he was surprised because he had a vision of a blanket and about his food and his dietary needs, and God told him not to eat. He could eat certain things. They're not, you know, necessarily good for you. The blanket came down, and he saw all the creepy crawlies. Uh, then he went. Meanwhile, uh, an angel spoke to Cornelius, and pretty quickly, Cornelius, being a centurion in the Roman army, sent some people to grab this Peter. He brought him to the house. Peter then preached to them about Christ crucified, about, about all that Christ did through the resurrection. Look at chapter 10, verse 39 and 40, says that Christ was crucified and Christ gave his life. At that moment, Cornelius' whole household believed and had faith in the message. And what happened next? Peter was surprised because the power of the Holy Spirit fell on them. So what was the circumstance? They believed in the power of Christ and the crucifixion. They stepped through that door and the power of the Spirit fell on the first Gentiles in anointing and power. And God gave them that strength. That's why it's so important for us as Christians to be consumed by the Bible. Is to dive deeply into the Bible. Is to spend time lingering on the Bible. Is to meditate and memorize Scripture. Because when we have Scripture and good doctrine at the heart of who we are, this is a doorway for the work of the Spirit to speak to us. Because when you're aware that you believe it, and then you accept it, and then suddenly... You know that through that Bible verse, it's come alive and God is guiding you and it brings cheer to your heart. It brings joy to your life because there's nothing more sweeter than when the Bible speaks to you and you believe it. And suddenly you feel, wow, I'm connecting with the presence of the Holy Spirit. True? And yet 19% of evangelical Christians in in Canada, are only 19% read the Bible every day. Then the extra 20% maybe once or twice a week. But there's 50% of evangelicals that no longer regularly read the Bible within their lives. And I want to tell you that that is the way to commit spiritual suicide within your life. You take the Bible out of your reading, out of your life, the glory of the Word of God, and you lose that within your life. And and God's presence and God's power wants to come and wants to speak to us through the Bible. So we've talked about two doorways and His power and presence. If you jump forward to verse 5, which is connected to verse 2, so again I ask you, does God give you His Spirit and work of miracles? Does God give you spirit and 
does amazing things in your life, things that you couldn't do in your own power, things you couldn't do in your own strength, things that you couldn't have imagined the way God has changed you and worked amongst you, among you, by the works of of the law, or is it by believing what you heard? Read it, believe it, have faith in it, and it will change your life. Little miracles will continually happen when you have the Word of God and the Spirit of God at work within your life. Consume the Bible. And finally, and this is a hard one for us to realize, because although we look at the, the teachings and we understand if we think God supplies the Spirit through the cross of Christ. We've talked about that. God supplies the Spirit in response to hearing, believing of faith. Finally, God supplies the Spirit in the midst of suffering. Paul is very clear in these verses and before that what he has suffered and what he has gone through as an apostle... The pain, the difficulty, the agony, the beatings, the black eyes, the being left for dead on the streets. His willingness to live as one for Christ. His willingness to travel through the pain and the darkness of this world. He declares that he could not have actually done this except... By the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Psychologists have done psychometric testing and research on the Apostle Paul. And they've, they've come to the conclusion that the Apostle Paul should have had a breakdown. Should have collapsed. Should have experienced trauma beyond you can ever imagine. That the Apostle Paul, what he went through in his life, it is almost virtually impossible that he couldn't have come through this absolutely crushed and broken. But he didn't. Until the last day of his breath, of his life, he kept Jesus, even through the suffering and the trial and the pain, he kept believing. Now, why could he do this? One reason, and one reason alone. For it was the power of the Spirit through those difficult times that kept him going through the darkest times. Isn't that true for you and I? Truthfully? When you've gone through that broken relationship, when you face that sickness, when you face that trouble, when you face that business bankruptcy, when you faced that difficulty, when you've suffered and you never expected to suffer, but in the middle of that battle, you submitted yourself to God. Wasn't there in the middle of that journey, in your own personal journey to the cross, wasn't there in the middle of that, the sweetness and the glory and the presence of the Holy Spirit at work within your life? We don't like to talk about it because some would have us preach that when you become a Christian, it's all castles in the sky. It's everything's wonderful with, I don't know, pink unicorns and things that my girls used to watch and stars and kind of high sugar spirituality when everything is perfect and everything is wonderful and that Christianity, no, the power of Christianity is that God supplies his spirit in the midst of suffering. 
For I have been crucified with Christ. He didn't just mean that metaphorically, although we use that. He means that literally in his life. But I no longer live. But who lives in me? Christ. I. I have been crucified here. But Christ lives in me. His power. His glory. His magnificence. 